Okay, so an intro. Um, everything that everyone does has already been done a million times. Like, a, hey, it's Holly, it's Story, and yeah. this is the culture of guilt. I do kind of like the the idea of of like just a very like elementary school sounding instrument, like like the little xylophone or whatever, like a recorder and a xylophone. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like us playing like a recorder yeah. and a xylophone and being like culture of guilt. <laughs> There it is. There it is. Hi, I'm Holly. And I'm Tori. And we have been living in a culture Culture of of guilt. guilt. All right, episode two. What are we talking about today? I think we need to start by talking about the fact that you deleted all of our notes off of the Google Doc. Um, That we had several... I don't know how that happened because, God, I love Google Docs because you can just... I'm not well versed in it. Oh, it's a great... I mean, it saves it every, like, 30 seconds. Let me let me bring it up on my app and see. Oh, I have it right here. I <laughs> It saves it, like, every 30 seconds. Right. And then, you know, that magic undo button is fantastic, but I copied and I pasted. You and copied it, and und- well, undid. Well, I apparently cut and I went to paste and it didn't paste. So I went oh back to God. copy again, which is what I thought I did initially. Okay. And there was nothing there. Oh, shit. Um... I put some notes in there, but... Okay, oh, no, hold on. I've got season one outline. I've got it right here. Look yeah, at that. I, I wrote that today. <laughs> <laughs> and that is ah. like... That is... Ah. Note, those are notes that I wrote based on the like the 10 seconds I glanced I at it as remember. I was copying and pasting. God, that's so. awesome. I think, it's, I think it's only good yeah. that we mentioned for this episode that um, Pearl is in the recording studio with us. Yeah just chilling out she usually doesn't make a lot of noise because she Careful is with the paper. thank you are you I... gonna use the paper i don't know i'm gonna put my pen down though so i don't click it so i guess this episode really does focus on falling out of love with teaching but those early years and what that looks mm-hmm. like or maybe Coming to that realization maybe this is not necessarily a forever endeavor right right and that struggle i think that a good place to start at least for me, in my kind of journey, how it went about, would be the naivete and the, how do you put it? What's the word for when you are willfully ignoring something almost? What is that? Well, it's that whole like ignorance is bliss thing, right? Yeah. Like I describe it perfectly as I remember like my first and second year going to (laughs) pre-planning And during pre-planning especially, and for those folks out there that may not have taught an education or an education background, pre-planning is pretty self-explanatory. It's the week or two before the school year starts that your district says they're going to give you time to plan out the year, but in <laughs> reality, it's 90% filled with Bullshit meeting. meetings, yes. trainings. Meetings from your admin, and then also required trainings and meetings from your district. Yeah. That, and, you know, it's not all bad. Like, some of it's sure. good. Sure. Sure. Um, but but it's but it really is just a bunch of bunch of malarkey a lot of times. But always in, at least in my school, always in pre-planning, our admin would introduce that year's crusade. Mm-hmm. A that, book. That, yes. I can't tell you how many books on emotional intelligence. or Growth mindset. Uh-huh. Or one of my favorite ones was actually based on a rock. And they gave us all like those flat river rocks. And we had to, kind of like a mantra in meditation, we had to pick a word that was going to be our intention for the year and kind of okay. how we were going to meet all problems and how we were going to, you know, persevere through problems. And I chose laughter. That's a nice idea until they're trying to kill each other. Literally, I had kids picking up my rock off my desk and being <laughs> like, what happens if I like bludgeon someone with this? But of course, they didn't use the word bludgeon. Because that would be too advanced, too advanced. (laughs) But in that sense, there was always that there was always that thing. Okay, what's and I would hear veteran teachers. I would hear veteran teachers say, "Okay, what's this year's thing? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And I was like, what are you talking about? Because I would always go into those meetings and be like, you know what? Like, I'm a psych major. I enjoy this. I enjoy whatever the human connection is. And I said, I think, you know. That's a really good effort on the admin and, and the people involved yeah, to, sure. to get you, you know, blah, blah, blah. And the veteran teachers would always say something like, 
well, yeah, it's great in theory, but we're going to talk about it now and then never talk about it again, mm-hmm. except for like twice a year, you're going to have to write some bullshit notes on it mm-hmm. so they can present it to or their like, presentation. Or like, la, 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 this is like the same other five books we've read, except, yes. you know, a little bit different. That's the other argument. Mm-hmm. The other argument is... Which, yeah, sure. Yeah. There's some vali- validity right. to that. I have five other versions of this thing. And yeah, in the first couple of years, I was like, oh, well, that just doesn't make sense to me. Like, mm-hmm. this is... I don't, I think they're wrong. Like this is this is really nice and and no, they they seem really intent on that. I remember the one book we got a couple years ago was it's like Emotional Intelligence 2.0. Oh, I had that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's just kind of like, you know, every month we're going to talk about what we read in the book and blah 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 and this that, and the other and every time a a full thought out plan has been set up and it's like we'll do this activity and you know at the semester break we'll do this and slowly but surely you find out that Mm. the vets are right Mm -hmm. that you're going to talk about it that first week and never again i think it's well intended it's 100 percent well i I really do but the school year kind of progresses and that's not your focus anymore it's survival mode really yeah well it's 100 percent proof positive that of what the profession is is that you just don't have time to think about no but it's yeah (laughs) and you know different approaches but it's weird it's one of that like directly going into like your second your third year it it's just one of those giant red flags that goes oh shit Mm -hmm. no the vets are right it's a very physical representation that you are never going to have the resources you need to be able to do what you want to do in your job Absolutely just, not. I think I think that's that for me is kind of when I started, the veil was coming down a bit mm-hmm. on the majesty of education. Would breathe those days in pre-planning my second, my third, my fourth year to where Pearl's having very cute scratches right she's now. She's very oh my god, she's adorable. Oh, oh she's oh, she, what are she's you doing? She's a big girl. Hi, baby. She's so beautiful, Pearl. You're so beautiful. We will post photos and images of her yeah. on the social media. If you can hear like a beating sound, that's Pearl's tail. Pearl is a pit bull. She's an American bulldog, uh, Staffordshire Terrier mix. And, and if you're is... not, if you're not pit people, people get the fuck out. <laughs> okay, I'll be, I'll be. <laughs> it's very rude. I apologize. No, it's, it's cool. Um, I'll be honest. I was not pit people. Mm. Uh, I have had dogs all my life, and like little dogs. I had. I actually had a bad experience with a pit bull once. That sucks. Yeah. And he scared the shit out of me. And I'm not afraid of dogs. I'm not afraid of animals. But that dog freaked me out. And be scary. Yeah, it was scary. It was a scary dog. But anyway, Pearl has totally changed my perception. Yeah, Pearl is definitely the, and it's not just because she's deaf. It's it's her personality. Mm -hmm. It's she is the most loving and funny dog, chill dog I've ever had in my life. Pearl was very consoling on the many days I would come home from school, just literally just sobbing. Just sobbing. I, I've always said that I don't know how people cannot have dogs. Yeah. And I that still holds true. Like, I, I will always I think that. I don't either. But exactly that. I mean, there were so many days I would come home mm-hmm. and I was just emotionally exhausted or done. sad or crying or stressed or angry. And my little dogs would be at the door and they'd greet me and... It would not make it better. <laughs> right. But. Right. Man, it really helped. It really it's... helped. They're just the best. Yeah. So I want to share a little story. I mentioned in our last episode that when I started teaching, it was not at the start of the year. It was in Mm. March. I think I started on March 1st, 2016. A couple of days before that, I was kind of in shadowing that current teacher. That's right. I remember that. Just in the classroom observing. Uh, Yeah, I wouldn't say shadowing because she didn't. (laughs) <laughs> show me anything <laughs> and I I was so scared and it was such a foreign thing to me that I literally like stood and stood in Ugh, the corner boy. I didn't even sit down all day yeah Jesus I don't know Christ, how Tori. I stood in a corner with like my hair my hands in my pockets oh my god and I just watched I didn't know any like the bells were going off and a, high school kids were screaming and I was so intimidated it's so and terrifying scared. And then that her last day, one of the department heads kind of in charge of our academy introduced me to all the classes. So that was kind of weird. Mm. And that was also the day that she announced she was leaving. I mean, the kids, the kids are brilliant. Like they're not, they're not stupid. They knew what was going on. Like, what's this random lady doing? Hold on. Hold on. I need to, yeah. I need to clarify. Yeah. So, so how long were you there shadowing? Two days, maybe three. 
Okay, so and I sat in in some rehearsals. Okay, so did the former teacher? No. <laughs> did she like never introduce you to the class? No. What? So I the students literally I've, just walked in. I'm pretty in. sure she she might have said something like, "We've got a guest today, observing." And you just stood in the back of the classroom. Yeah. Well, I mean, and you know how like sometimes you get observed, or sure. sometimes like district people pop in. But sure. But the for kids, three days in a row. No, never. <laughs> and the kids know who the admin is. So if you're having an observation, right. they know. Oh, they know. They know. And for the most part, they play the game with. And you I'm and sure good. I did not look like district personnel. Like. Oh my god, that's <laughs> so. On your last day of shadowing, she stands up and says. Hey, guys, by the way, this stranger in the corner is your new teacher. Peace out. Bye. Yes. I'm leaving. Yeah. And. God, that's fucking iconic. Um, I ki- I mean, I kind of love that. <laughs> I am i don't fault her in any way. <laughs> I do the same I really shit. don't. And right. we'll, we'll talk about teachers uh, leaving the profession yeah. uh, later on and how it's it's bullshit that teachers should be limited to the 100%. 10 weeks they have in summer because that's just not realistic. Not if you've ever applied to a job, you know that. Sometimes it takes longer than ten weeks. Are you like you you just can't time. It took me a full four months to yeah. get my current job. Yeah, I mean yeah. my my hiring process was pretty quick. It was about a month. But still pretty quick as a month. Like, yeah, that's insane. Right. Yeah. So I don't fault her for leaving when she did. I don't even really fault her for doing it the way she did it because I don't think there's a good way to do there's it. There's not a good way to do Especially it. Especially when you know you're you're leading. A program like we did especially with your upper classes you've had these kids for a while right. you have relationships with them you know these programs are their lives it's their it's, lives it's yeah. a big deal and you know not to say that we're this we're so important we're so you know like oh it's devastating but like kind of like, it is i would have been really upset if my yeah. drama teacher had left um, well and you're right when you're that age like that that is your world yeah that is it all, was my world in, in high school and my I think my drama teacher, what's up, Janora? Um <laughs> was one of the maybe of of all my high school career, one of two that I felt like I could actually go and yeah. like sit down and like yeah. talk with like a friend, you know, past like, Hey, um, I'm really sorry um, right. that I didn't turn in my essay. Exactly. You know. And and those relations t- those relationships take a long time to build. That doesn't happen overnight. You yeah, know? and they're hugely important to kids. Yeah, hugely important. Yeah, so it's it's hard. You know, like I I remember thinking, oh, I I thought a lot about how I would right. announce my leaving, and I didn't have to because COVID. But <laughs> I didn't know what to do. Right. I don't really blame her. That day was weird. That's. I yeah. mean, those days were weird, but the, the her last day was wow. really weird because. She'd go down the line, and, like, her, her beginning classes were kind of like, oh, okay. Oh, uh, <laughs> weird. Okay. Was it, like, a Friday, at least? I think so. Oh, okay, good. Because that would just be, Maybe like... it was a wet, I think. Oh. Or it might have been, like, a Monday, Tuesday. I started on Wednesday. Oh, that's amazing. I don't know. It doesn't matter. But, right, yeah, yeah. In this um... game. Okay, I'm going <laughs> to click my pen once. Okay. Because I like to doodle while I listen. Okay. But that's it. That's I'm just I just clicked it once. Okay. Okay. Well, to make up for your pen clicking, I'm a little sniffly because of the cat. Oh, true. But that's okay. So she's she's telling her kids, I'm being introduced. I'm having to tell the kids about my my background, Briefly. and I'm like, yeah, I sold shoes for a year. <laughs> and now I'm your teacher. I went to college and I grew up in theater, and I've never done this before. Right. Uh, please don't kill me. Fun fact. Yeah. I'm the it, to kill so you. strange. And then, but God, her advanced classes. That's a private moment. Like, if if you've got a class... I would not have wanted to do that in front of my replacement. No, if you've got a class that you really have bonded with and kids that you really have made connections with, like, telling them that you're going, that's Mm -hmm. a big moment. So that's a... Yeah, and actually she had... I don't even think it was her advanced class. She had, like, an intermediate, like, a theater two class who were kind of a wild class, and actually later on, like, the rest of the year, they, like, made my life miserable. Uh. Because I wasn't hurt, I think. Theater two was Which, always the worst. Yeah, God, what an awful, <laughs> what an awful time. <laughs> but they, like all of them, were like sobbing. Oh, vey. And I was like in the corner. No. Like twiddling my thumbs like a moron. Oh, gee. But what are you supposed to do? Yeah. Like literally, what would you do? Hey, guys, don't worry. I'll tomorrow, try to be cool like her. Right. Like, I don't know. Tomorrow, this will all be di- no. And like, I think she was probably like 
she seemed cool and she seemed like she had a great background i know she had taught before she's probably a great teacher i don't know i think i mean yeah because that's the kind of impression i knew her and then you know that's the kind of impression i had of her Mm -hmm. although it was i will say a quick interjection we did have a professional development day one time where we all ran around the corner and said like if we didn't have this job what would we want to be doing and she was like i want to be a surgeon and we were all like cool yeah and we were all like dude that's not like a oh i might go into this career field like you should probably go fucking do that she might be listening that's a good point if you are like i hope you're doing that because that you're smart as shit man yeah girl hey no hard feelings like i don't also that yeah i think you are a bad bitch who left and did what you needed to do so yeah you warned me so (laughs) also that (laughs) at the end of the day she's packing up her stuff like she's shoving some stuff into a box right and she was just like rattling off all these terrible things about the job oh my god which I think I think she was probably just like in a weird spot, you yeah, know, like again, like what are you gonna do, girl? If you listen, I don't blame you, but she was like, they don't da 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 da, and these kids ba da da, and my schedule know it, and like the the classes are stacked weird, and she did like her schedule, the schedule was awful, and she had like weird combinations of classes, oh, and even, oh, that's right, I remember that it first was year really you bad. had it was ridiculous, it was awful, and thank God it was only like three months of that, Oy but fey. yeah, I I don't blame her. That is so weird, though, to be there watching the kids for two to three days and then to have her like, okay, peace out. Then you're sitting there in that environment. And then literally at the end of the day, like bell rings, kids are gone. She's like shoving stuff into like a little box and she didn't have a lot with her. She's like, good luck. Oh, yeah. P.S. The computer sucks or (laughs) the projectors don't work. I have to use a broomstick to turn it on, which is true. God, that's. And honestly, that might have been the first moment. Right. That I was like, oh. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I don't know. And that was not even my first day of teaching. Right. So before right. I even really started, Jesus. I think I had an idea of what was coming. You know, you, you take everything with a grain of salt, especially from someone sure. who's going through something like that. And she's obviously, I don't want to say upset. She's probably really fucking happy, actually. <laughs> you know, like emotions are high. It's it, Emotions are high. <laughs> It is a, it's a weird moment. It's a weird, like, yeah. all right, I'm leaving this building and I'm never going to step back in here again. Mm-hmm. And especially for teachers who kind of, I, I, you know, like, we're theater teachers. We were theater teachers. So, you know, there's a lot of heart and soul in what we do. But I think if you're a good educator, there's a lot of heart and soul no matter what you teach. So it, it's weird to, like, have a family for eight hours during the day, essentially, mm-hmm. and have these kids that mean so much to you and, and have these great interactions and then mm-hmm. just, like, pack it up and leave and say, all right, I'm just not... It's it's like a dad running away in the 1950s because he doesn't want the responsibilities of marriage and children anymore. Honestly, though, I'm packing up Bethany and I'm joining the forces. You know, it's just like a, it's like a weird. Did you make notes in this? Did I make notes in what? Did you find them? Stop it. Stop Wait. it. Google's fucking with me because I think they reappeared. Google <gasps> fucking with you. Look at that. What? Well, now we have notes. You know what's funny though? What? Oh, look. Oh, what? Look, we are on track. The honeymoon's what? over. I like that. Before I <laughs> when I taught when I was working at the zoo. God, mm-hmm. I would love to work at the zoo. Let me tell you some quick side tangent on my own tangent. Tangent, tangent. Tangent, tangent. Went to a farm the other day, a family farm, and was outside all day petting animals, feeding them, and there is nothing I love more than being like outside all day covered in sweat working with animals. There's just nothing Mm -hmm. like everything else, like everything else I do in my life finds a way to annoy me somehow. (laughs) That is the one thing that just doesn't annoy me. I can't be bothered. I cannot be bothered during that period. Oh, no. But I left the zoo for much of the same reason why I left education ultimately is because I just couldn't afford to do it anymore. Yeah. Then, you know, tried something new. But when I was working there, we had a program which was actually uh, funded through a grant with the school district here. And if you were in fourth grade or fifth grade, uh, we would partner with four different elementary schools. And for each of the nine weeks, there's four nine weeks in a school year, each of the nine weeks, that school's like fourth or fifth grade, I forget which grade it was, would come and do their schooling at the zoo. And we had three full classrooms that were like built for it and things like that it was really called zoo school it was really freaking cool so like fifth grade is tough dude it is tough i mean i think it's all tough but but no i remember that period specifically being like dude i might not make it out of this this (laughs) it's tough um 
but they would come and they would do their nine weeks at the school and it was all like title it was title one schools so you've got you know some lower income Mm -hmm. you know demographics and things like that but they were the best freaking kids they're just amazing Mm. And I remember then, like, well, they're probably so excited to be there. Oh my they're god, getting they out of their school. They and they're all at the loved zoo. it. Oh, it was great. It was oh my so gosh. fabulous. And what a great program! So awesome. And of course, now because the district is cut for ending for everything, it no longer exists. It's but there we are. Um, but I remember the teachers that I worked with there. I was just starting to think about education as a career. Just starting to think about it. And I, I remember the teachers I worked, and they were already veteran teachers by 10, 15 years. Mm-hmm. And that was probably the first time that I got the real hard, honest truth about education. I remember the teacher I worked with, she looked at me one day and you know, we were talking about future career stuff and this and that. She goes, this is not a suitable life anymore. She goes, I never thought when I started education that I would be actively telling a prospective teacher not to do this, but mm-hmm. you just, she's like, it's hard to put into words, but it's just, it is no longer a sustainable life option and career for your mental health, blah, blah, blah. And I highly suggest you find something else. Wow. Now, ironically, that teacher still teaches, but she teaches PE. Mm-hmm. And she's never been happier. She that's says cool. because, you know, so much of the, the pressures and the bullshit that's put on right. teachers, she goes, yeah, I still have it. But she's like, I love working with kids. That's why I could never give mm-hmm. it up. But she's like, I needed to find something that worked for me. Right. She was always super athletic and stuff. So she was like, I just... But it, it, it shocked me thinking that I was like, oh, my God, here I am. Like, I... I literally just the thought in my head had just started of oh maybe education mm-hmm. and then having that experience but it was good it was realism yeah but then think about it can you think of any teacher you've ever talked to or made friends with that hasn't had one of those experiences no matter what I, going through education program in a college mm-hmm. you know just going through a normal hiring process and getting education credentials later I, I don't think there's anyone I know that hasn't had a moment of just a, another teacher coming to them and being like yeah, you got to get out, man. Yeah. Like, it's... it's, And even the ones that love it. Like, I'm thinking of... Right. One particular woman who I used to work with. She's so funny. Like, she... <laughs> I mm. love her. And she... I don't know how long she's been teaching. Probably a, a, a hot minute. And she loves it. You know, she's the one... At the end of the school year, she's like, fuck yeah, summer. Right, right. But I can't wait to come back, you know. She loves her kids, and she loves her job. She's good at her job. But she seems so tired. Right. And, like, also kind of callous. Like, she's the one at the faculty meetings that's, like, throwing her hands up because she's frustrated with whatever new policy or, you know, the discipline bullshit or whatever. But she loves it, and she returns. But even even those people who love it, who like miss their kids over the summer, you know, she was on Facebook all, all during this COVID stuff and like, I just miss my kids. Like, I wish we could go back and right. I understand, but I want to be back in my classroom. I want to be there. I want to be there. Meanwhile, I'm like, I like being home. This is OK. Yeah. You know, and even she seems so frustrated and constantly talking about like her money worries or the frustration with the district and how she wishes our union could have more power. Right. But we can't because we're Florida. And when I think that that's I'm just looking at my notes here and and realizing that that's that's something that kind of drove our descent of falling out of education Mm -hmm. was just the continued realization that there's no resources. Yeah. And that it's just it's constantly Mm -hmm. put on your back. It's constantly the hey, you're a shining star. We know you're going to pull through, but we don't have any resources. It's, it's, it's but just we know the, you'll figure it we out. We know you'll figure it out. It's, it's that culture of we know you'll figure it out. It's just, it's one of those things to where the education system is set up to where no matter how much you love it, it's going to show itself that it's just not a sustainable thing. Did what I did? What mm-hmm. I think just happened just happened. Yeah, I don't understand. There's it got go- rid of the notes again. There's a ghost in my Google Drive document. The ghost of Google Drive. What Ooh. would its name be? Godot. 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 The ghost of. We're waiting for Godot. Excuse me. We're waiting for Godot. <laughs> to bring back my to bring back notes. to bring back the fucking <laughs> Google Doc notes. What else did I put? Um. Oh. We're just just. Period. Not set up for success in any, yeah. any kind of way. Or advancement, unless you, like, want to be admin, which, oh, my God, you could not pay no, me enough. No. Not enough money Never to be an administrator. Life. I think that's one of the things that really Ooh. got me was the realization that 
like being a theater teacher, like that's what I love. That's what I was going to do. So it's not even like I could bounce around to other subjects or, you know, get more advanced classes. Mm -hmm. What I was doing every day for five years was going to be my life every day for five years. Mm -hmm. And then people are always like, you know, well, yeah, but you can change your curriculum and you can change. And I go, yeah, but it's it's at some point it's still the same shit, different day. Mm -hmm. It's still just it's and maybe and maybe I feel this and have this outlook just because of the nature of the beast, because your day is regimented by a bell and a schedule and you have certain benchmarks in the year. You've got this many days to winter break and this many days. Maybe that's what makes it feel so much like Groundhog Day. But it does (laughs) it does perpetuate into that culture of I need to make the choice if this is what I love doing then I need to be okay with this being my day all day, every day for the for the foreseeable future. Unless I go admin, which is, God, no. God, love him. God bless him. Like, I'm thinking of Michael Scott right now going, no, 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 no. It's just, well, and even so, like, you know, you go into an admin track and, and not that it's all about money. It's certainly not. But your top salaries in admin are still comparable to what you get like entry level at one of the defense companies in our area you know it's it's one of those to where what what's worth it i just this is this is kind of unique well i don't know how unique it is compared to holly's experience i went through like a lot of administrators in my four and some change years that's right major changes in admin every single year and like i i think i have right like imagine your boss changing every single year well every 10 months really yeah I, I had three principals. That's insane. In my four and some change years. And God, I don't know how many like deans. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I couldn't even tell you. I could not name the, the like I couldn't. That is so crazy. Go back and think of the last four years of administrators that I worked with. It, yeah, it was weird. But I've had some great admin and I really loved my principal who's there now, who was there when I left. She was really great. She was always really positive when she spoke. She seemed really supportive. She seemed like she wanted the best for us and wanted to do what she could for us, but she's just not yeah. set up to do that. Yeah. Period. It's it's the whole system. It's the yeah. whole foundation. She doesn't have time. It, well, and it's realizing that, okay, I don't have any resources, but the handful of people that could help me also don't have the resources. Mm-hmm. So shit. I really am up shit creek with... And the rest of her team doesn't have resources. Right. And the district doesn't have resources to give them resources. Right. I mean, it's just like this never-ending, right. terrible cycle of everyone's stuck and yeah. can only do so much because there's only so much time in the day. And yeah. really, when it comes down to it, we have to keep these kids from not killing each other. Right. Or blowing the place up. Right. Or doing excessive right. drugs. It, yeah. Some <laughs> some drugs. Okay. A little, um, there's, a little. I mean, there's plenty of that. There's plenty, there's plenty of that. And what we say when we when we mean resources is not just pens, right? Is is <laughs> like not supplies. is not just the tangible, is not just the no. financial. Certainly, that's a huge part of it. You know, up to date textbooks, God forbid, or, or school supplies for every student. <laughs> it really does come down to personal bandwidth, mm-hmm. like just the resources. Meaning, I don't have the mental capacity to help this student who's literally crying on the floor because she just realized she's gay and doesn't want to tell her parents because her mom will kick her out at the same time as this kid needs help with their monologue and they don't have the maturity to understand that that's not priority right right exactly it's it's when we say resources it's things like that to, to where you're just you are spread so thin so not having the time or the money mm-hmm. or this that and the other just just becomes such a huge challenge yeah And I think that that segues into another note I just found is that it comes down to a year or so in, I think. I I think that's when I kind of realized it, maybe two or three years in. I realized, okay, I'm not happy. Mm -hmm. I don't want my life to be like this forever. Mm -hmm. But am I just unhappy because I don't have a good grasp on what I'm doing yet? Or am I unhappy because I genuinely don't like teaching? And so then you have to make the decision with yourself of, okay, what do I need to do to make myself happy in this job? Mm-hmm. And let's try it. Because if I am going to quit, I, I you know, I, I can't live with myself if I quit before trying absolutely everything, right? Right. So then you have to ask yourself that question of, okay, well, what do I need to do to make this job better? Mm-hmm. And it's the, I need to really step up some of the education, education principles. Right. 
what would you say on that? Like, what what other oh, yeah. things would you step up? Well, I, I totally went through the whole, like, do I not just like this because I don't know what the hell I'm doing? Because I, right. I absolutely felt like that for two, maybe three years. Right. <laughs> and maybe the whole time, really. But I feel like in the last year, at least, I was like, well, I know what should be happening. You know? Yeah. Um, you eventually figure out what's right and yeah, wrong. Yeah, but, you know, I, like, you eh. know, I think we mentioned in our last episode that... Everybody says, oh, give it three years before you decide you don't like this. Give it three years. Right. And I remember people would say, hey, how's your new job? Are you loving teaching? Oh, my gosh. This right. is so exciting. And I would so- say something like, oh, I don't know yet. Like, I'm still, <laughs> you right. know, I'm still learning so much, which you do. You know, you have to have that experience to be able to assess, okay, how can I improve myself, improve my day? You know, it's, right. it's trial and error. How do I make this better? Right. For me, if I wasn't happy with the classroom stuff, I always had a really hard time, like, planning. And Mm. I will tell you, Holly and I tried (laughs) so hard every summer. (laughs) Every summer. I'm laughing because it's so comical. The effort was there. And weeks one through five of summer, we'd be, like, vegging out, kind of, like, PTSD. Yeah. Got to rest up casual beach days yeah drinking some... bud light <laughs> tall boy mar- lime maritas on the beach and then two hours later immediately being ill in the shower that was a good summer though that was a really good but, summer you know that kind of stuff and then week six would come around and we're like Ooh, we oh we gotta shit. we gotta kind of start thinking about stuff and we together. we would have planning days and we go to our local our favorite local cafe we would go <laughs> We would go and we would plan and we'd bring all our stuff. We'd bring oh our God, computers. We'd bring notebooks. We'd bring bags past years planning materials and plan books and, yeah. and the books, the oh growth mindset books and oh. the books on, I mean, like everything. Just every, everything you would need to be a good teacher. We'd all our teacher's shit into this little coffee shop and we'd plant ourselves there for the entire day. And we'd go through the textbook and we'd start with our beginning classes and we'd say, what are we doing? And we thought that if we did the same thing, we could lean on each other for support and right. bounce ideas off of each other. And it was a valiant effort that existed. Right. But it did not work. It did not work. Well, it did not work because you know what we ended up doing for 90% of the time? Th- this right here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> S- sitting here. And talking about how much we hate teaching and like how we can't like how am I gonna do this this year and how am I gonna and I think I think what it really really boiled down to is kind of one of the last points on this episode is that realizing what you need to do to make your life better and easier and then coming to the sad but necessary conclusion that you just don't want to do that you know I have some friends that are teachers that are just amazing and they've got their classroom management down and Mm -hmm. they do this that and the other and they they take joy they revel in you know the the setting things up and I don't know if it's because we're arts people but I don't think it is but I I think there's just some of us out there that just don't give a shit about that I don't want to you know like the teachers during pre-planning that not only stay late you know we get done at pre-planning at three right and they're there till seven and then they're there on sunday and saturday and like and like excited to like and set up their classroom and i'm like we're not saying like we didn't decorate and set things up and make things welcoming no we went i we also went ikea shopping every summer to try and like make our environment nice right make it pleasing and how do i make this a place i want to be way more than i want to be there now my mom Oh, bless her. Kathy is the best. Classic Kathy. We love her. I think it was the year before, two years ago. I don't know. It doesn't matter. Two years ago, let's say my my third, going into my third year of teaching, I definitely didn't want to go back. And I was looking for work, but not as aggressively as I should have been. And Mm. I, or I didn't know I needed to be so aggressive. Mm. I didn't think it was going to be so hard. I don't know. I was in a really bad place going back two, two years. Actually, yeah. every time I remember remember going back for pre-planning was not a good memory. Yeah. I remember going back my first day for pre-planning. We had breakfast. We had a little meeting. They sent us back to our rooms. And I went to my classroom, and I was just so overwhelmed. The place was a mess, and it wasn't set up really weird. <laughs> Holly and I actually had the same classroom. We had, right. the, we had like, twin sister buildings and, and this weird classroom. It wasn't even a classroom. No, it's a warehouse. Yeah. It's not set up to be a classroom. and All cement flooring, 
cement walls, Ugh. cement block walls. So it it, yeah. it literally it literally is a warehouse. It, it we would always use it to store costumes and flats yeah. and all kinds of shit. Really bad sound, just not not conducive to like a classroom right. environment. And bless my mother, she helped me paint my door. Oh, I she made that. a curtain. Yeah. She moved. She helped me move massive furniture all over the place. Okay. And actually, that really helped. Like my Kathy twenty like, twenty. <laughs> Kathy twenty twenty. It really helped. That change in environment really helped. I like yeah. had this whole. Did you ever see my new desk area that I made? Uh, did you have a mega desk? I had a mega desk, I but love a mega desk. Well, our classrooms were a little different. We had this weird area kind of in the back of the room. Yeah. It was under our loft. I remember that. And like it was never utilized well, but right. I, we you moved like made everything over office. there. Yeah, I made it an office. Also, we didn't have offices. Yeah, also there's um, no there's no escaping. Which all arts teachers have, but not us. Mm, well, at yep. least at my school. No, no, mine, mine <laughs> did too. My chorus has an office. Yeah. My orchestra teacher has an office. The band guys had mm-hmm, an office. Mm-hmm. And I was just thrown to the wolves every right. day. Yes. Yep. So anyway, I kind of made my little space. And it was really nice. I liked it a lot. And that helped a lot. And I think another thing I really relied on, you know, I, I would be like, okay, the classroom stuff is tough. Like, I knew that from the beginning. Right, like, right. I didn't really like the day-to-day classroom stuff. The like, teaching was really change. tough. Right. This is not where I shine. These kids don't want to be here. I don't want to fight them. I don't have the energy. I don't have time to plan adequately. I'm not staying after school, after my rehearsal right. to laminate and make copies. I'm not doing it. Right. I want to go home. Also, I have other jobs. No. <laughs> because right. I can't afford not There's to. There's that old chestnut. Um, huh? Yeah. <laughs> so, I would really rely on the extracurricular program as kind of a creative outlet. I would try and pick plays and musicals and our competition pieces that I was excited about. And I really, I genuinely enjoyed that part. Like that's the part of the job I liked. I've said that from the beginning. I love, I love running this program. I've loved building this program. I did that with my husband, which was really cool. And that's when you work with the kids who really want to be there. Those kids are staying after school. They're actually memorizing their lines. It's not because they have to for a grade. They want to because they love it. And that was fun. But by the time you get there, you've already taught for eight hours. Yeah. And you're exhausted. And then you have to go into a rehearsal. It's just... And the kids are tired, too. Right. (laughs) It's just... you know, it, well, you're you're doing two jobs, and I think we mentioned this in the last episode. Yeah. Is that you're you know when you're a theater teacher, an elective teacher, you're running the business of the theater, and mm-hmm. then you're running a classroom all day. I know that a lot of the theater teachers we know that have been in the game forever and super successful, their classrooms are their program. Yeah. Like, and I tried doing that my past my last few years. You know, like we rehearse in class, we mm-hmm. put up our shows in class, we do our competition pieces because that's what you love doing. Mm-hmm. I mean, that that's teaching theater. That is what it is. So when you're presented with that challenge of, okay, the way to make this job bearable is to not so much have the focus beyond that, the actual skills, but the focus has to shift to being those strict education rules that, yeah, I'm going to have a slew of book work for when they have downtime. I'm going to have this. I'm going to have a week planned out in ad- or month planned out in advance. I'm going to have, you know, it makes the thing that you loved doing just something you don't even want to think about. Yeah. Theater became a hassle. Mm-hmm. And every time you have one of those like failures, you know, yeah. whether it's a failure to be prepared or you didn't plan or this lesson's not going well or whatever it's not just like oh crap oops like right. i didn't do that very well i need to like edit that i need to improve this skill it's you you're failing 40 people right in your class plus the rest of the kids you're seeing throughout the day because that issue has negatively affected your attitude and yeah. um, it's just, it's just tough and then Oh, yeah, your admin and, oh, the parents are mad. Yeah, I just, I'm no. talking like little. Little little everyday things that you think would be completely innocuous mm-hmm. that just, just remind you that I don't know what I'm doing. And even more so, just the, how do I put it into words? I guess it harkens back to, again, is this going to be the rest of my life? Mm-hmm. Now, the teachers that I know that are vets and happy, and this is not me blowing something up for effect, I don't know any teacher that is a hundred percent happy mm-hmm. i mean you can say that about any job i guess but what i mean is that at least has an express serious oh yeah i i want to leave but i don't because of this this and this mm-hmm. the teachers that i do that i do know that are that are fairly happy and stable are the ones that have been doing this for years and they have a set curriculum and set procedures mm-hmm. and set this that and the other well they've got their system down they got their system down but, but even it's so taken it's taken 20 years. something years or even then one of my favorite teachers in the world my old department head 
she has like a master's in curriculum design she's she's a brilliant teacher and she lives for like both her passion as an art teacher and you know creating and designing the curriculum and the, and the rules and but even so it was one of my last years that she just had this she had a class to where she had to have the dean sit in almost mm. every day and just and Oh, and, and, just, and just, just be there as a presence. That and she is was just like, the worst thing. Yeah. And she was like, she was like, this is ridiculous. To. I've been teaching how many goddamn years and I'm a professional. And, right. and literally, seriously, for an hour out of the day, mm-hmm. I have a class that's so fucking bad. It's just that I need another body in this room. Right. You know? It's just I don't know. It's just one of those things to where you're like, how much of me am I going to invest mm-hmm. in this thing? Trying to make it work before I just say, wait, maybe it just doesn't work for me. Yeah. And when that happens, hello, culture of guilt, you have those feelings of like, the kids, they need me. You know, you've got those voices in your head from your administrators that are like, you can do it. You're superstars. We know you'll figure this out. We got to power through for these kids. And you have relationships with kids that you love and you you don't want to let that go. And you feel bad about wanting to let that go. Right. Well, I think, too, you know, we've kind of said said the quote before of like, you know, we would always have people coming up to us you know even before we started teaching but well into teaching of oh you're such a great teacher Mm -hmm. you're just what those kids need oh they have such a shining spot in your life oh you're so good and you know and and I know you would I would you know look at those people and be like yeah but I'm really not I'm I'm not a good teacher Mm -hmm. and they'd be like no don't say that and be like no no you you don't get it (laughs) like I'm 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 a good theater person Mm -hmm. and I'm I'm a good theater educator I'm a good mentor I'm a good mentor absolutely but in the terms of like what I need to be to be a good public school teacher I'm not a good teacher mm-hmm. no 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 don't say that why is it something that I can't say mm-hmm. if I was a doctor who kept killing people <laughs> and I said I'm not a good doctor you wouldn't go no yes, no you you're are. good you're good <laughs> why it's it's that culture of yeah. it's the guilt it's 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 the guilt it's it's literally just saying no no we need you we need you we in need society you. don't give up don't and give we up. totally it's... do obviously we need great teachers but <laughs> I don't know. Maybe I'm too weak to do it, and that's fine. Right. You know? and, and, it's, and it's, but it's, it's okay to recognize that something is not for you. It, and honestly, it's just not a passion. Like, right. theater's a passion, and, right. you know, like, I, I did, I loved mentoring my students. Yeah, I that loved was my favorite that. part. It was great, but education is not my passion, and that's okay. And that's okay. That's I, fine. You know, I remember when... I don't know what it is, but it's not right. that. But, uh, <laughs> I remember, you know, I, when I was working at the zoo, I applied for and got into like a grad certificate program for professional educator which oddly would have like taken you know all of my would have served (laughs) for all my teaching credits yeah and I remember I was taking classes online and I logged in like the first day the syllabus was available and like I looked at the syllabus and I didn't understand half of it and it wasn't just (laughs) because like oh I'm gonna learn this information it literally was just like talking about course standards and what they mean and documenting and blah 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 and it was like Oh my god, I didn't know what ELA.6.12. Like all the all the Florida Sunset State standards. And I remember looking at it and looking at the terms and looking at everything this teacher was talking about and just and having that moment of this just isn't interesting to me. And I withdrew from the entire certificate program mm-hmm. and I was like, I just I'm just not edu- I'm not interested in the education side mm-hmm. of education. Yeah. Very interested in my subject. Very interested mm-hmm. in because we are both very good educators in our subject. Mm-hmm. But I'm just not interested in public education, the business Mm -mm. of public education. No. And that's okay. Yeah. It's a job. You know, I had a conversation with some of my advanced students. And like I said, I didn't really get to do the whole like, hey, guys, I'm leaving thing. Right. But my husband left the school where I was teaching a year before I did. And so, of course, the kids kind of assumed like, oh, she's probably leaving too. Right. He got a job in another county. We were considering moving. So yeah, that would that would have made sense. And I looked for a job and it didn't pan out. That was before my last year and I came back and I said, "Surprise. <laughs> Guess <laughs> who's here. back? Guess who's back? Back again." Uh, yeah. And and they were kind of surprised and I was like, "You know, business as usual. Let's do it. Let's do the thing." And right. um but they knew that, you know, we were shopping for houses in this other city and they knew that Right. My advanced kids knew I was not happy. My advanced kids knew I had intentions of not coming back that year. They right. knew that I was looking for another job to leave at the end of the year. So that was not a huge surprise. Right. And I, I would talk to them quite a bit and say, like, listen, I just, I can't do this forever. And 
Right. I'm not the best person for this job. And, you know, they would have questions about, like, do you have an idea who's going to replace us? No. And I'd say no, but I, you know, and they say, I really hope, you know, they know what they're doing. And I said, guys, you just, you'll be okay because you know what you're doing. But you need someone in here who has more energy than I do and is excited about this. And I would say that, like, I'm not a good teacher. Right. And they would say, yeah, but we love you. And, like, you're our friend. Well, the thing is, like, the kids know. You build relationships with us, which to those kids was what was important. Exactly. And Which means so much. Which which is important when you're running a program like we were running. Right. It was super important for us to have strong relationships with our, our theater kids. And I take a lot of pride in that. Like, yeah. I thought we both did a great job doing that. I loved, yeah. I loved those kids. And I was the place where they could come if they were having a breakdown because yes. their sister's in surgery or their parents are going through a divorce or this one's gay, but his parents are not accepting or, you know, whatever. Right. And I love that. And that came through in the classroom. So it's not like it was all like a disaster, right? right? Like I would say my advanced classes, like when we were, when we were working on things, like it was going really well. Cause I had that kind of relationship with those kids. They trusted me. I trusted them and we could be really productive and successful. But ultimately those were the ones I was putting my energy into. Right. And our extracurricular activities, the shows and stuff. But when you're not putting energy into your beginning classes, you're not building a you're strong building, program. Yeah. That and, theater. Yeah. And, you know, say your classroom management skills for your theater one super super sucks. And they come back the next year because it, it was the easiest class they've ever had. Oh, my God. And then, you know, expectations are higher because it's theater two. Right. And we're doing more. Oh, I have to memorize lines. Now? Right. Yeah, you know, And it's just kind of this... this <laughs> this disastrous little cycle mm-hmm. and then the good ones stay who you know actually have interest and that's all fine and good but it's just it's just weird but i you know i'll give those kids credit they they recognize it too they do they're not dumb and they but they didn't judge me for it either no. they were they were understanding and and they recognize that like yeah hey because well because they're in the same transition of their life yeah they're in the same period of trying to figure out what's best for them and, and so, they see it too i mean all, yeah. all of their all of their teachers struggle with this they know we only have right. 45 minutes yeah to plan an entire day every day right plus with no whatever breaking else. room yeah. yeah you know like they they know that we're we're strapped and we're burnt out and frustrated and scared and right they're they're not they're not stupid they're not dumb and i i really appreciated that i i knew that when i did make that transition or when i was going to make that transition they would be okay and of course they might be upset right. but you know they wouldn't be shocked first of all but they would be understanding and probably most of them would be supportive. Right. Right. Which is really nice. That is so you nice. You know, and ultimately, at the end of the day, it doesn't matter, right? Like, you need to do what you need to do. I'm not going to stay because the kids are sad. Right. And maybe that sounds mean, but, but no, you, you have to take care of yourself. I just told a former student the other day who's actually pursuing an acting career. She was talking about switching an agency because they're not getting her enough work right, and stuff right. and but they want her to stay and i'm like no girl like no one's gonna take care of you but, but you, you. It, it's a weird thing it's and, and it's weird it's weird thinking that a job is perfect for you too and then slowly realizing oh wait it's not and mm-hmm. coming to terms with that and being okay with it it really is a period of of grieving and acceptance mm-hmm. it really really is mm-hmm. but it's okay sweet josh so like I said in the in our last episode, we talked about how we got into teaching. I really got into teaching because the teaching position at my husband's school opened up and bada bing, bada boom. He actually never suggested that I apply for the job. Really? No, well, I, I didn't think, know that. No, I remember we were, we were I think, at um, your sister's place. Yeah. And we were just talking yeah. about the job opening and you mm-hmm. were asking about the hunt. And I was like, I could do that. And that was kind of how that started. Right. But... Obviously, like, working with him was appealing because I like him. I don't get that whole, like, I could never work with my husband thing. Right. Anyway, that's another thing. He was, he never, like, pushed me to do it, but he, he, like, apologized recently. He's like, I'm sorry if, I don't know what he said exactly, but essentially, like, I'm sorry if I contributed to you taking, (laughs) taking that job or, like, like, being there for so long. Wow. Interesting. Which, 
I I guess maybe contributed to it. I mean, like I I loved working with him. It, that was great. That was one of those one of those things I really really enjoyed, like having lunch and the yeah. commute, and we got to create theater together. As corny as that is, but that that was really great. Yeah. Um, but neither of us knew it would be forever because we both knew it wasn't sustainable. I mean, right. we were working six jobs between the it's two of us. Sad. At one point. I think we started that when we started saving for our wedding. Yeah. Six jobs. We never saw each other. We worked together, but we never saw each right, other. Right, And we were both so burnt out and miserable, and it just sucked. God. So you, you have to take care of yourself, period. Yeah. If something's not right for you, then yeah. and make don't, a change. And don't be afraid to embrace those feelings, too. Yeah. Trust your gut. And it's not just going to happen. I think I just... I don't know what I thought. That, that first kind of year that... I think my third year teaching, I... I just thought that I wasn't going to go back. And I thought, <laughs> right? I don't know what I thought. Right. I thought I just like figured out. And I still don't know exactly what I want to do forever. And I think. No, I don't maybe, think anyone does. No. And I just, I didn't know what direction to go in. And I wasn't looking as aggressively or applying as aggressively. And, and just nothing happened, obviously, because I didn't make it happen. But you should do that. If right. If you would like to do that. Right. <laughs> There is there I mean, is nothing wrong yeah. with that. It's okay. And just start applying for jobs because yeah. it's going to take a long time. It's going to take a long time. Yeah. Well, and, and, and it gives you that better guidance of, like, what am I doing? Where am I going? Yeah. And I don't know. Like, what happens if you get an interview? Like, you, you say, like, okay, well, right. I could take it or I could not. Follow your and gut on if everything. You, if you get an offer, you can say, huh, well, I could take it or I, or could, I could not. not. You know? <laughs> There's literally never, if right. you're at that place where you want to start applying for other stuff, you, you get out of education. You don't want to be there. <laughs> but also just, yeah, well, what's the It's like the breaking harm? up with like, like oh, exactly. I, don't, I don't want to be If you're already thinking person. about it, then yeah, like, you're already fucking thinking about it. All right. I think we talked long enough. I just burped. <laughs> I think that is the perfect way to close out an episode. Blah. I think that's fine. Yeah. We've shared... Stop clicking your oh, fucking fuck. pen. Fuck, I'm doing it again. It's, it's such an autonomic, like I don't even realize nah. it. It's such a thing. Yeah. Anyway, we're gonna eat some pizza. Gonna go eat some pizza next week. We are gonna be talking about what, Tori? That feeling that nobody is on your side, mm. realizing you're totally alone. You have no one to turn to. All by myself. No one to be. I mean, that's pretty much yeah, yeah. the theme song of education. And kind of how, you know, society, parents, students, and admin prey upon emotions and yeah. the vulnerability of teachers to perpetuate that aloneness and that stuckness, etc., so that'll be fun. Super exciting. That'll be good. Real uplifting kind of stuff here. But Real good stuff. thanks for tuning in today. It's been fun. It's been good. We will see you next week. <laughs> we will see you next week. We won't, we won't see anyone because this is auditory mm. only. Um, so anyway, we will see you next week. You and, will um, hear us next week. Damn it. <laughs>